This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have a special treat for you guys. We have Chelsea Hines bringing today's awesome word, When Your Vision Falls Through, with God's Plan two-week series. We hope you enjoy. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. In so much of what's going on in the world, God, you are still good. When other things or people have failed us, God, you have remained good. And we thank you for your goodness that it will remain not only just for us, but our children and their children and their children and their children and their children, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you just continue to be with me as I give your word on this morning, Lord. And even right now, God, we lift up Lady Renee, God, who is at home, Father. And we thank you, God, for your strength that you have given her, God, to continue on, God, to continue to move forward in her life, Father. And we thank you, Lord, and we bless you, God. We stand in the gap, God, even for the days, God, that she is weak, God, even for the days, God, that she can't thank you, God. We will thank you for her, God. Lord, we thank you so much, and we just praise your name, and we give you all the glory, and we give you all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, before you take your seats, let's just give God a good shout of praise. Y'all can be seated, man, family. Before I get started, I want to shout out some people that are online, our HGE campus. Come on, can y'all give it up for them? We love you. I want to shout out Sister Andrea. We see you. I see my friend Bradley Jones. Thank you so much for joining us. I see Danae. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Who else? I see my Aunt Leisha online. Thank you so much, Aunt Leisha, for just tuning in. I see a Philip Walker online. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope we are a church who loves people. So we hope that you are in and that you feel loved on this morning. All right? Man, good morning, family. <laughs> I'm excited and nervous all at the same time. All right? But y'all family, so yeah, okay, we got this, okay, okay. Man, my mama gave me permission to take my time, but I won't take too much time, okay? So y'all ain't gotta worry about me being up here too long. But first, um, I have to say that I'm so blessed and appreciative to God first, all right? And then I'm appreciative to our overseer and pastor, Pastor Kevin Taylor, who is not here. Come on, can we honor him this morning? I'm appreciative to, to my parents, 
my mom and my dad. I love you guys, my siblings and the rest of my family. And then <laughs> I'm appreciative to two amazing trail blazing leaders. I had the privilege of being led by and covered by and had the privilege of serving my grandfather, Pastor Floyd G. Taylor and his wife, Helen Taylor. And my brother, Pastor Corey Hines and his wife, Lady Renee. Both were amazing pastors and coverings, not just to me, but to us all. Ooh. And I look at my grandfather, Pastor T, as being Moses, and my, and my brother, Pastor Corey, being Joshua. And then I look at me as Caleb, all right? So I know some of you kind of like Caleb. We, we don't know who Caleb is. But you can find Caleb in the, in the book of Numbers. And he was one of the 12 spies that Moses sent out to go and spy on the promised land that they were getting ready to take. All right? So out of the 12 spies, say two. Write it in the chat, y'all. Say two. Only two spies made it to the promised land. All right? And their name was Joseph and Caleb. Sorry, Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb made it into the promised land because they believed it was the right time to go and possess it while others were scared and thought it was impossible. All right. So I said all this, all of that, just to, to say this and to staple this moment right now. I am, I am here only to possess what is promised to the kingdom of God. And I'm going to say that I am not scared, for I know with God all things are possible. So guess what? I'm not proclaiming that I'm the next pastor of HG. I'm not proclaiming that I'm the next leader. But I am only here to possess. Everybody say possess what belongs to the kingdom of God. And I'm going to continue the legacy that my grandfather and my brother left. Come on. You said you with it? You with it? So one thing I want to say, if you're looking for degrees, I don't have it. <laughs> okay? Pastor Corey had a master's degree. I ain't got that. All right? I'm just I'm putting it all out there. All right? All right? If you're looking for theology, your girl not there yet. Okay? God ain't done with me yet. All right? Now, thank you. Thank you. Now, if you're looking for humor, I can give you that. All right? I think I'm a little funny. <laughs> all right? But if you look in... For Pastor Corey, as much as I love my brother, I am not him. All right? I am here to be hot. Everybody say hot. Write it in the chat, E-Campus. Say hot. Okay? I'm not talking about how pretty I am. Okay? All right? Because uh, I do have a nice, beautiful father and mother. And they made this. Okay? But I'm not talking about that hot. When I say hot, I mean honest. Everybody say honest open, transparent. I'm going to say it one more time for our East Church family. When I say hot, I mean honest, open, and transparent through the word of God. That is my qualifier. Now let's turn to our Bibles. I have to get that out the way. All right. So your expectations can be met. All right. So we're going to turn to the book of Habakkuk chapter one. We're going to start with verse 12. And we're going to go all the way to 17, and I'm reading for the NLT version. 
And then after that, we're going to go to Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. All right. Again, E-Church, I, I, I do like to encourage for you to take notes. All right. Um, I heard one pastor say that notes is just like a quick way to get into heaven. Like, hey, here, God, I took some notes. All right. I'm not saying that it is. It's just a joke. So don't be like, Sister Chelsea said that all I got to do is take notes and I'm making it into heaven. I ain't saying that. But we do want to encourage you to take notes to help apply for the rest of the week. All right. All right. So starting with verse 12. Oh, Lord, my God, my holy one. You who are eternal, surely do not plan to wipe us out. O Lord, our rock, you have sent the Babylonians to correct us, to punish us for our many sins. But you are pure and cannot stand the sight of evil. Will you wink at their treachery? Should you be silent while the wicked swallow up more righteous than they? Are we only fish to be caught and killed? Are we only sea creatures that have no leader? Must we, must we be strung up on their hooks and caught in their nets while they rejoice and celebrate? Then they will worship their nets and burn incense in front of them. These nets are the gods who have made us rich, they will claim. Will you let them get away with this forever? Will they succeed forever in their heartless conquests. Going to Habakkuk 2 and 1. I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Family, my assignment today is speaking is to speak from a subject titled when your vision falls through. Come on. All right. When your vision falls through, look at somebody and say, when your vision falls through, what you going to do? All right. You can take a seat. Just praise God as you take a seat. All right, y'all, I'm, I'm ready to get into it now. All right. So the next two Sundays, it's going to be this thing that we have. It's called God's plan. All right. And so um, today is Vision Sunday. All right. Envision Sunday is the day that we honor and thank God for all of the, the faithfulness and, uh, um, that we have experienced in the past year, all right? And to share what, is God, what God is calling for us to do as a church and individually. The next two Sundays, like I said, God, God's plan will be our focus, all right? Last year, uh, Vision Sunday, Pastor Corey shared with us that 2020 will be the year for the submitted. I don't know if y'all remember that. God knew what was coming, all right, before we even knew. He knew that COVID was coming. He knew that we would have to be quarantined. He knew that unexpected death was going to come. He knew increased racial tension will come, more division, job loss, and more. God wanted us to stay submitted to him through it all. So I'm so excited to be here to share the vision that God gave Pastor Corey. All right, I had the privilege of sitting down with my brother and our pastor, um, not only just hearing the vision, but we had time to prepare for the year. Come on, y'all. We had time to prepare for the year. But before we go into the vision, God wants to prepare us. So family, one thing that you will learn about me is that I am a planner, 
okay? I would like to think that I am. And so at the beginning of every year since 2014, I made this thing called a vision board, all right? And, and, and vision boards um, are a collage of images and words of representing um, a person's wishes or goals intended to serve as inspiration or motivation, all right? So y'all see 2019, okay, girl, all right. So here comes a hot moment. Everybody say honest, open, transparent, all right. So in 2019, my vision board was all about marriage. Okay, I'm being, I'm being hot right now. It was all about marriage. I was engaged and I was getting ready to become a wife. All right, in 2019, guess what y'all? I ended my engagement, okay? And it wasn't in my plan, it wasn't in my goal, it wasn't on my vision board, y'all. It was not on my vision board. An ended engagement was not on my vision board. But my question to you is, what do you do when your vision falls through? What do you do when the things that you wrote down in your journal, the things that you put on your vision board, what happens when that falls through? What do you do when a virus comes into your whole country and shuts it down? And now the investment that, that you will put into your business, you can't because you've lost your job. Okay, what happens when you finally conceive that baby that you've been uh, um, trying to conceive, but you still miscarry? What happens when uh, um, you plan to have the greatest year of all, but you lose your brother unexpectedly? What do you do when all you wanted to do was get closer to Jesus, but right now in this time, you feel the furthest from him than you've ever felt before? What do you do? Say, what do I do? So in Habakkuk chapter one, we have prophet Habakkuk uh, praying and crying out to God because the nation is going crazy, y'all, okay? I mean, Israel straight tripping, straight tripping. Okay, you have destruction, violence, arguments, uh, uh, fights, wickedness, and don't that kind of remind y'all of something, okay? People taking over the Capitol, <laughs> police brutality, we got riots, we had riots going on, COVID is on the rise. Look, Israel was tripping, and guess what? America is straight tripping, all right? All right? So Habakkuk was burdened because he knew that this was not God's original intent for his, for his children. So God gave me three things for us to do when our vision falls through, all right? So y'all get ready to write in the chat, E-Church family, and y'all get ready to write in your notes. The first thing we have to do is pray. Everybody say pray. Not only pray, but everybody say pray first. Come on, say it one more time. Pray first. Prophet Habakkuk prayed first. He went to God. Now, I won't assume that everybody knows what prayer is, so this is just my definition. Prayer is an invocation or act that seeks to activate a rapport with God through intentional communication. See, some of us turn to other things first. Yeah. And not really intentional about our communication with God. Okay, well, some of us act like we are, oh, you know, I pray, you just pray for your food, Okay. So let's, let's, let's just be honest. That's not intentional, all right? Okay, so uh, I've been in counseling for about three years now. Yes, Jesus in therapy. Ain't nothing wrong with that, all right? 
So in my time of counsel, I learned that there's these things called attachment styles, all right? There's four different attachment styles, and, and at high times of, uh, of high emotions and anxiety, I had the tendency of what you call this a preoccupied attachment style, all right? So what I would do is I would preoccupi preoccupy myself with social media, okay? I would scroll for hours and hours and hours in hours, okay? I do that, all right? Um, I have to preoccupy myself. I'm a, this is another hot moment, y'all. I preoccupied myself with men who, who serve no purpose in my life. I mean, just straight randoms, okay? <laughs> with a Z. <laughs> all right, just texting and leading them on because I needed validation to feel better in that moment, all right? And another thing that I preoccupied myself with is, is with food. Now, we're still working on that one, all right? God ain't done with me yet, but get me to December 2021. All right. Report back December 2021. All right. All right. There we go. All right. Now, God, 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 another thing that I would, would, would preoccupy myself with, and this is another hot moment, guys. I would preoccupy myself with porn. I'm just being honest. Some women, some women struggle with that too. Some women struggle with that too. But guess what? I, I'm delivered though. I'm delivered. Okay. God is done with that part. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but we're gonna tackle that another day. We're not, we're not gonna get into that. Okay. But when failure or hardships comes knocking at the door, because it will come, guys. Don't worry, but pray first. I'm going to say that one more time. When failure or hardships come, because they will come. See, a lot of us believe that whenever we get saved, that's when the issues stop. But no, life is going to continue to happen, guys. But this is why we have Jesus, for him to give us a hope through the hard times. So you have to remember that when failure or hardships come knocking at the door, don't worry, but pray first. How do you know this, Chelsea? Why? How? Because Philippians 4 and 6 through seven says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Okay, this is not my saying. This is what the Lord says. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace and he will exceed anything you will understand. In the King James Version, it says, he will give you a peace that surpasses all. Come on. He will give you a peace that surpasses all. Understanding. If I can be honest, this week, grief has hit me harder than any other week for some reason. I don't know if it was because I was coming to prepare, but it hit me so much harder. And, and I'm very aware of the different stages that grief may bring. One day you're happy. The next day you're sad. The next moment you're mad. And then you're back depressed again. So, I mean, I understand uh, of the stages of grief. But God, he, he had to show me myself this week. And on Thursday, he showed me that I was going and getting comfort and support from others instead of him first. Come on. So, so, so we have this thing where we say the goat, okay? Jesus is the goat, okay? We're not talking about, you know, not the billy goat, okay? <laughs> not, not no billy goat. We're talking about the greatest of all time. 
So when we say the GOAT, for those who don't know, we're talking about the greatest of all times, okay? The greatest comforter, the greatest fortress, the greatest strong tower, the greatest peace, the greatest healer. See, we are a church that do this and that, so I was just doing this, but I'm finna switch to that really fast, okay? So he's the Jehovah Jireh. He's the Jehovah Nisi. He's the Jehovah Rapha. He's the Jehovah Tiskanu. He is Jehovah Shalom. The greatest to ever do it. He told me that grief is not an excuse for you not to come to me first. But grief is the reason why you have to come to me first. So I don't know about you who try to make excuses of why you can't go, but it's not an excuse. It's the reason why you should go to him first. Habakkuk prayed the moment that he got worried. He just didn't cry, but he cried out to the Lord. We as believers have to get back to the basics. I'm sorry, y'all. Self-help books are great, but they can only carry you for so long. Motivational podcasts are great, but they can only carry you for so long. Okay, weed, it can only keep you high for so long. That man or that woman can only carry you for so long. Come on, come on, come on, church. Come on, church. That job that you have can only sustain you for so long. And as much as I love and honor therapy, it has a certain capacity to only carry me for so long. Everybody say, pray first. Come on, do y'all believe that? Pray first. So after you've prayed first, the next thing you have to do when your vision falls through, I hope you're taking notes. Here we go. You have to position your heart. Write it in the chat, E-Church. Write it in the chat, E-Church. Position your heart. Everybody say, position your heart. At the beginning of Habakkuk 2 and 1, the prophet um, Habakkuk said he will climb up to his watchtower and stand at his guard post. After praying, you have to position your heart no matter how you feel or what you're going through. Okay, Chelsea, what do you mean? Here we go. After my vision fell through in 2019, I was completely heartbroken. All right? I'm being honest. I cried every single day for three months. Even in my pain, I still positioned my heart. And what, <laughs> and what I meant by that is I couldn't even see better days, but guess what? I believed I believed better days was coming. I couldn't see me fully healed yet, but I believed and trusted God that he will heal me fully. And even when I couldn't see the restoration happening in my life, I trusted and believed God that I will come out fully healed. And, and, and even now, grief has hit me. And some days I can't see the other side of grief. But let me tell you, I trust and I believe that God will see me through it. Because I position my heart. Just because you're hurting doesn't mean you got to stop. Just because you're sad doesn't mean you got to stop. Just because you're angry doesn't mean you have to stop. Just because you're... It doesn't have to stop. You have to position your heart. Yeah. 
Write this down, write this down, write this down. Positioning your heart is relinquishing how you feel in aligning it with God's word. All right, so 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 before I wrote the word <laughs> relinquish, I'm going to just be honest, I had the words dismiss, and I was like, oh, no, Father, I can't say dismiss because, you know, now in 2021, you know, we got to really think about our feelings, and we have to, you know, be aware. And I was like, God, can you give me another word? And he said, yeah, like, you can feel how you feel, but I need you to offer that up to me. So that's what, that's what relinquishing means. It doesn't mean that you can't feel what you feel. It's just that God just says, I just want that. Come on. So positioning your heart is relinquishing how you feel and aligning it with God's word. Okay. You're not aligning it with what you see on the shade room. Okay. You're not aligning it what you see on spiritual world. Okay. You're not aligning it with what you see on the horoscopes. Okay. You're going to align it with God's word. All right. So can we have a, another hot moment? Everybody say, oh, honest, open, transparent. All right. As Christians, some of us got this thing where, where we can say, God gives me the desire of my heart. Okay. All right. Which is true. All right. But it's only half of the scripture. All right. So we're going to go to Psalms 37 and 4. So this is where you can find it. Okay. All right. Not just hear it, but find it. It says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your desires of your heart. So he will give your desires after you delight in him. So when you delight in him, your desires become his anyway. Let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all, the Holy Spirit put it in my heart this morning. Y'all, I've been running from this. Okay? All right, I've, I've been running from this, from, running from this platform, just, just running. And God said, you know, and I said, you know what, God? I'm going to take delight in you. And, and you know what? Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to surrender. Okay, God? And guess what? His, de his desires became my desire. And guess, and guess what happened? I, I'm up here. <laughs> And there's nothing that I can do about it. Because when you fully submit under God, your desires will become his desires. And you will want to do what he wants you to do, even when you may not feel like you're adequate enough for it. See, some of us try to leave everything up to God without, um, up to God to work out without us changing. Saying God's got it. And he does, but guess what? He's still waiting on you. <laughs> if I can be real, I had to stop asking God to heal me from brokenness, especially since I was going right back to the same position that I had it broken into the first place. God, can you please heal me? I don't want to get through. Then uh, next month I'm back texting old dude like Chelsea. <laughs> I had to stop asking God to heal me from something that I was going back to, the, to position myself in anyway. So you can do all that praying all you want to, but he's waiting on you to position yourself. It's not just about him, but it's about you too. Say it's about me. All right. All right. It's about me. 
So some of us got to stop praying for God to increase our finances because especially if we're positioned, especially if we're, if we're positioned as a horrible steward, our prayer shouldn't be to increase our finances. Your prayer, our prayer should be, God, help me a better steward. <laughs> okay, now listen, I need y'all to listen to this. Okay, we have to stop asking God to restore our marriage, okay? But you're still positioned in dishonesty. Yo, like Pastor Corey say, it's tight, but it's right, okay? Some of y'all, Lord, Jesus, um, you know, God, uh, please, sorry, man, you know, this is my look. You know, Pastor Corey would do the women, so I'm about to do the men, okay? Yeah, you know, God, you know, God, I'm coming to you. You know, help me with me and my wifey. You know, I love old girl. But you still being dishonest to her. Position yourself. Then that marriage can be restored. Say position, my heart. I don't know, God. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm still good on time. I'm still good. Y'all get in this. <laughs> so when you pray first, you position your heart. Everybody say pray first. Position your heart. The last thing that you have to do when your vision falls through is wait with anticipation. Write that in the chat really fast and look at somebody and tell them, wait with anticipation. Now look at somebody new and say, wait with anticipation. Now E-Church, I need you to write that and like it up right now. Wait with anticipation. Mm. My God. Habakkuk didn't, <laughs> Habakkuk positioned his heart with anticipation of God coming through and yet waited. How do I know this? Because at the end of Habakkuk 2 and 1, okay, it says that there I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Habakkuk didn't say if. He didn't say he might answer. He said he will. He said he will. We have to wait with anticipation that God's word never come back void. And it's not a cliche that I'm saying. It's written in Isaiah 55 and 11. You can jot that down, all right? Because, again, it's not my word. It's his word. His word will never come back void. And if he said it, then I will believe it because God is not a man that he should lie. And, again, that's not my words. That is his words. In Numbers 23 and 19, you can jot that down as well, okay? So it's his word, not mine. Say it with me. Wait with anticipation. All right, y'all, here we go. Here we go. Let me give y'all a disclaimer, okay? Me and Pastor Corey got the same mama, all right? We got the same daddy. So you still gonna get these childhood stories, okay? Because we just, <laughs> we have the same parents, <laughs> okay? Sorry, mama, in advance, it's gonna keep rolling, all right? <laughs> all right, so when I was a little around Christmas time, all right, I had high anticipation to open my Christmas gifts. All right, I would sneak under the tree. All right, my mom and daddy ain't around, you know, go and, and get, get, get the gift. 
Okay, I don't know. And depending on how your parents wrapped it, you can kind of like just slide the tape up a little bit and try to peep in, you know. Um, my mama didn't do that. She made it hard, okay? So what I would do is I would get the gift, and I would get it from the bottom, and I would kind of tear a little hole at the bottom. Is this my Barbie? Okay. No, this ain't pink. Oh, these my shoes? No, that ain't, that ain't what I asked for. But that's what I would do, okay? Okay? Yes, I was sneaky. <laughs> my mama just finding this out right now. Lord Jesus. All right? So... That's, that's, that's what I would do. I, I would size it up, okay? And then it would be Christmas Eve, Eve, like, you know, two Eve. So it would be December 23rd, not the 24th. All right? So I would ask my mama, one of my mama, mama, can, can, you know, can, can we open up our presents? No, baby, it ain't Christmas. All right, well, let me go to my daddy. All right. All right, daddy, 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 can, can we open up our presents? No, baby, no, baby, it ain't Christmas. All right, okay. So now it's Christmas Eve. Now it's one Eve because it's December 24th, okay? Y'all with me? All right. So it's one Eve. So I run up to my mama. Mama, yo, it's Christmas Eve now, all right? Ken, we open up our presents. And now when I think about it, why I say we? Like, maybe I should have just said ah. Maybe that would have been better. But I said we. I didn't want to forget about my siblings, you know? Okay, together. All right, so I'm like, can, can we open up our presents? No, baby, it's not Christmas. All right, run to my daddy, okay? I'm a daddy's girl, by the way, okay? Daddy, 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 daddy. Can we, can we please open up our presents this Christmas Eve? We can start a new tradi uh, tradition, okay? We ain't got to wait till Christmas. It's the 24th. Please, can we, you know, do this? So, y'all, my daddy started to break a little bit, okay? <laughs> you know, baby girl stuff, you know, well... I'm not the baby girl anymore, but at the time, baby girl stuff, all right? So, uh, he would say, he said, I don't care. I said, oh, all right, all right, but go ask your mama. Ah! What? I said, what? And then, you know, kids, don't, don't say this, but I was like, but you the head of the house. Well, I got to go back and ask her. And let me tell you, don't say that, okay? You will probably get hit. Don't say that, all right? But that was my word, you know? I'm like, Daddy, you the head of the house. I got to go ask the woman, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I just didn't get that, all right? But my mom, so I went up to mama, you know, with the courage that I built up because, you know, we can go half and half. You know, she could, you know, in my mind, uh, yeah, okay, baby. And then, you know, just know, and then I get in trouble. I don't know. But I said, Mama. Daddy said he don't care uh, uh, um, if we open up the presents. She looked at me. Yeah, she looked at me and said, you went to your daddy after I told you no? So it went the other half, okay? <laughs> it didn't go the other way. It went all the way over here, all right? <laughs> but let me stop you right there. Some of us let the anticipation rule over us. We start doing things without God's permission. Yes, he showed you that she's your wife, but that doesn't give you the permission to sleep with her yet. Yeah, we go in there. It's tight, but it's going to be right. All right. Yes, God called you to entrepreneurship, but did he give you permission to quit that job yet? 
Wait with anticipation. Don't let it get you in trouble by moving without permission. Don't let it get you in trouble without moving without permission. Somebody say, I need permission. Habakkuk waited to see what the Lord will say and how he will answer. He stood waiting, knowing God will answer, but not, not knowing when. So I want y'all to write this down. Don't get caught up in the wind, but stay focused on the will. I'm going to say that one more time. Don't get caught up in the wind, but stay focused on the will. Okay. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all. So, whoo. We can't get caught up on the wheel. I mean, on the wind, but stay focused on the wheel. If God said it, it must come to pass. Just think if David moved prematurely in becoming king, he would have died. He would have got murdered, right? Samuel anointed David as king, but David didn't start being king of Israel at that very moment. He went back to tending to the sheep. So God may have anointed you for marriage, but you still have to tend to your unresolved unforgiveness for your father or your mother. God anointed you, yes, to sing worship, but you still have to uh, uh, to tend to the unresolved lust. Yes, God anointed you to start the business, but you still have to tend to that business plan. Yes, God anointed you to have better finances, but you still have to tend to stewardship. Yes! God anointed you to be healed, but you still have to process and tend to the grief. You have to wait with anticipation and still tend to what God has given you. See, some of us move too fast. We go too fast. We, 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 we just try to make it a sprint when it's really a marathon. Yes, God anointed you, but you don't have permission just yet. Just wait. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. He just wants you to wait. Everybody say wait. Come on, and, and I'm closing. We have to pray first. We have to position our hearts. And we have to wait with anticipation. Because God anointed me for, for speaking and preaching years ago. But it wasn't time. I still had things I had to tend to. I had to deal with the, the, uh, the sexual immorality. I had to deal with those things before I could step foot. I had to deal with my dishonesty. I had, to, I had to tend to those things before God could give me permission to be here. And so some of you, God has anointed, but he just, you, you need to wait on the permission. So everybody just say wait. So when your vision 
falls through. Again, you pray, you position your heart, you wait with anticipation. What are we waiting on? We're waiting on to see what the Lord says. See, most of our year hasn't started off the way that we planned. Some of us made vision boards. Some of us wrote things in our journals. But I didn't envision losing my brother this year. We didn't envision losing our pastor this year. Some of us may have, may have lost other family members. Some of us may have lost our marriages. May feel like we've lost our minds, our drive, our peace. Our belief in God and guess what y'all I purposely didn't mention our vision word for this year because God wanted to make sure that we were positioned and ready to receive because sometimes we may get the vision too soon and don't know what to do with it we don't know what to do with it but you pray first, position your heart, and wait with anticipation. My God. So yes, you have to lock in next week for our vision word, because God still has a plan. Even when the vision, even when your vision falls through, God still has a plan. At the end of the year address. December 31st, Pastor Corey told us not to dwell on what we have lost, but to dwell on what we have left. And the very thing that we have left is Jesus. With all that you've lost, you're left with something so much greater, and that is Jesus. So with everyone standing right now, online, as you're connected with us, Lord, with every head bowed, every eye is closed. And you're saying, Lord, even online too, every head bowed and every eyes closed. And you're saying, Lord, my vision that I had for myself this year hasn't been going too well. And Lord, right now in this moment, I relinquish, I give my vision to you. If you are a person right now, under the sound of my voice, who needs God to reconstruct your vision? Just raise your hand high. Come on, every head is bowed. Every, come on, every head is bowed, every eye is closed. But if you need the Lord to reconstruct your vision, just lift those hands really high. I see all of those hands. 
Lord, we thank you so much right now for the vision, Father, that you have given um, us, Father. Father, right now, we thank you for each and every person, Lord, who is whose hand is lifted right now, God, who said, Lord, um, this year has not gone the way that I needed it to go, Father. Father, this, this year has already started off crazy, God. My goals and God and my visions and what I've written down, God, have already been shaped, Father. But God, we pray, I pray right now, God, that they relinquish it onto you, God, that they give it to you, Father, that they won't dwell, God, of what they lost, Father, but they will, God, praise you for what they have left, and that is you, Jesus. We thank you, God. God, we pray for restoring marriages, Father. God, we pray for restored singles right now in the name of Jesus, God. God, we pray, God, for people who have lost their jobs, Father. We pray for restoration. Restore their dreams. Restore their vision. Help us to choose you first. Position our hearts, Father, and to help wait with anticipation. We thank you. Amen. Now next, this is, this is for the person who may not know Jesus and said, I've lost it all. But you said something about this Jesus that I just want to try because he's more than enough. And then let's just say this is for the person who knows Jesus but just needs to reconnect with him. This is for you. So again, with every head bowed, every eyes closed, if you're that person who just, who wants to connect with Jesus or reconnect with him, just raise your hand high. Just raise them high. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the hands that are lifted in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's celebrate the hands that are lifted. Even online, if you're watching right now, what I need you to do is drop a blue heart in the chat. If you want to connect with Jesus, if you want to reconnect with him right now, just drop a blue heart. And one of our ministers will get with you to connect you with Jesus. But keep those hands high. Come on, keep them high. Keep them high. Keep them high. This is for you. Hey, hey. Y'all, this is what it's all about right here. So just repeat after me. Lord. I confess, come on, everybody just say it. And we were a family in this place. Say, Lord, I confess I am a sinner and I today believe and confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And I believe that you sent your son to die for me. And I believe that he rose for me. And all of these things, I believe. Amen. Come on, can we rejoice in this place? Come on, y'all can do better than that. We've had four people just in service right now that we connected and connected with Jesus. We can celebrate a little bit more than that. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We hope something was said or done to have you come back and join this podcast again. Make sure you subscribe to us 
And here is your chance to partner with our ministry right now. You can partner in three different ways. HGLovespeople.com or dollar sign Heavenly Gospel on Cash App or you can text to give. Either way, we thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day.